true But I want you to know tonight you got faith In your trial, in your test, in your hard time Good evening, I'm Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of The Man in the Mirror, and I'm truly excited tonight. Why? Because it's our 20th show, and to celebrate our 20th show, we've invited a truly wonderful and remarkable young lady, Mrs. Lucinda Cross, founder of the Activate Movement. This show is open forum. If you want to chime in, just chime in by pressing the number one on your phone. And um, before we bring some information on about our wonderful guest this evening, I'm going to welcome back our co-host, Nichelle Johnson. Welcome back, Nichelle. Hello. Excited to be on today. Definitely can't wait to hear what Lucinda has to say. And... Before we welcome Lucinda on, let me just give you some brief information. Lucinda Cross is the founder and creator of the Activate Movement, with more than 25,000 active members spanning from across the country. Best-selling author of Corporate Mom, Dropout, The Road to Redemption, Overcoming Life's Detours, Obstacles, and Challenges, and The Art of Activation. Co-owner of the Supermom Entrepreneur Conference and Expo. Celebrity, life coach, mentor, and recognized motivational speaker. Cross was 18, a freshman in college with her entire with her entire life in front of her, and with one life-altering choice, it changed. The campus views and the liberating spirit she had just shut just about grown accustomed to was replaced by dull images of gray cement floors, painted yellow lines and the removal of her freedom. Her poor choice, one that she fully accepts and her responsibility, responsibility landed her in the federal penitentiary for four and a half years. Since that time, she had been on fire to inspire, encourage, and uplift women, to teach them how to learn from their experience, tap into their gifts and greatness, and build a business that makes a difference to them and to others. And without further ado, and with great pleasure, I would like to bring on Mrs. Lucinda. Welcome to the show, Lucinda. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here on this major accomplishment of the show. Excellent. And before I go on, because, you know, we always want to do things decent in order, I'm going to start (laughs) off with prayer, and then we're going to move on with some question, questions um, for our guest tonight. Dear Grace and Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for us today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for safe journeys to work and home from work, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our guest tonight. Please continue to bless her and her endeavors. Thank you for the man in the mirror where people can learn about real people, real stories, and people that have become real overcomers, Lord. Bless all those who are listening tonight, Lord. Bless those who are going to just bring it up on demand, Lord. And we will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, Michelle, since you know a little more about Lucinda than I do, just um, 
you can actually help start us off with a little bit because I have a few questions that I'm going to ask her. I've jotted down. So give us a few, give the audience some information about what you know about Lucinda. Well, I actually saw Lucinda for the first time years ago. I want to say it was 2010, and I was at an event for um, Cheryl Wood, and she came on and she spoke and just basically lit the room on fire. Um, At that time, I know her book, uh, Corporate Mom Dropout, was out, which I actually got a copy of. And she is just a motivational speaker, you know, by heart. And her, her to me, it seems like she's able to just really um, make the light bulb go on when she's talking. And so I love listening to Lucinda because whenever I listen to her, I actually always get something new. I always get motivated to do more. And you know, I try to keep myself motivated, but it does not help to have somebody who can who can also motivate you. But she is just, you know, spearheading an awesome move excuse me, movement with the activate movement and, and it's just amazing to see. I've had the opportunity to watch over the last few years and it's just awesome. Excellent, excellent. And with that said, we are going to dive into our live interview with Lucinda Cross. All right, Miss um, Lucinda, and I'm just going to speak to you first name. Tell us about your beginnings. You know, you know, because from all greatness, there always comes something. We all we, we all have a beginning. So give us a you know a little information about your beginnings. Absolutely, and um, thank you so much, Michelle. I remember that day, and I had so much fun, and <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. um, enjoyed myself that day. That's, um, the beginnings is what's important, right? The, the 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 beginning of the story, the with humble <laughs> the humble start, um, really just from making poor choices as a young adult. And learning from those poor choices and using those choices to, um, and really just allowing God to use me rather, and then realizing that there's some greatness in me regardless of what I've gone through and what I've done. Um, God forgives me. Let me forgive myself and move on. I also was determined. So coming from a place where I had uh, my mother watched my mother go from being a single mom to you know, just kind of struggling with us, but determined to finish her education and get her degrees. And then, you know, to raise us, um, I had great responsibility even at that young age. um, And I became like the second mom. So with this, it's it's really just as I got, sorry, I'm, I'm distracted, but as this, as I started to become a young adult, going to college, trying to follow the steps of my mother, um, just made, like I said, a poor choice, but didn't realize that later on that would be the reason and one of the things that makes me the woman that I am today. Okay. And we all make poor choices, and I know the feeling as well. We all make poor choices as well. But um, tell us how you actually got caught up in doing so something totally opposite of what you were brought up in. 
because, you know, we all, you know, we, as my story was, we all, you know, we weren't taught some of these things, but we get some kind of way we get caught up in it. And many times we don't know how we got caught up in it. So tell us how you got caught up in doing something totally opposite of what you were brought up in. But, and I was also, you know, and I can't use this as an excuse, but growing up in the project, I, you don't see, I didn't see, I can't say you don't, but I didn't see any role models who were saying, hey, I'm going to college to become a doctor or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm my aspiration is to become a lawyer. It's just a struggle. And that's what I was uh, brought up around. So you, you look at those who are in, and in the limelight or making the money, and you see that they're making money through other ways. And for me, going to a private college and seeing all of these children who I thought at the time was privileged, because I'm in a private college. I'm not in a community college where there is some connection or relation where we can crack jokes about the struggle. I'm going to a private college where these kids are literally driving up to school. And so I allowed my insecurities and the struggle mindset to tap in. And so when I was presented with an opportunity to make money, thousands of dollars, more than I have ever seen, uh, more than I can even imagine, and traveling to places that I couldn't even spell or pronounce, my my reaction was, yes, let me, do you, let me use this as a vessel to change my life and my family's life. And I stayed on that track, made my money, continued to travel, stayed on that track, and started to see some changes. But Little did I know a few months down the line that um, it would all come to an end. And so every time I would take a trip, i say, this is my last one, this is my last one. But I became addicted to the money, just like how I heard the, the drug dealers on the street say, this is, this is my lifestyle, I can't stop this. And they say, you know, this is, this is it for me. I'm going to open up a restaurant, and then 10 years later, you still see them doing the same thing, 50 years old on the corner, still selling drugs. And so... I got caught up in that fast lane and fast money. And um, it was something completely different than what I was brought up even in my household um, to believe in because all of the women in my family are highly educated. You know, they have multiple degrees, um, pretty much straight straight as an arrow. And um, so for me to be the black sheep in the family <laughs> was something that my mother was like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? So... Wow. Here we are. Mm-hmm. You have any comments, Michelle? No, I just wanted to say, you know that that is still happening today, and not to put my you know child on Front Street at all, but you know that's something that's kind of <laughs> that's something kind of going on with my with my son because he got the opportunity through football to go to. Uh, a really nice college in Pennsylvania, you know, that basically costs $50,000 a year. So, you know, that that is not something that, you know, we would have normally, you know, if he hadn't had the football thing going on, we may not have been able to send him there. But he started kind of getting caught up. So it, it's just it's something that's happening today. Um, And hopefully, you know, if we don't have any younger folk on, definitely this is something we probably need to to replay for the younger people because, you know, to see where you were at and that, you know, not 
feeling like you you had enough or trying to do better for your family, getting caught up in some things like that, you know, even as you're going to college, because normally college is is the the dream. So you're going to college to make it to do what you want to do, but still you get caught up before you had a chance to do that. And uh, but to see that to now is is where the you know the story really is. So this is definitely a story for some of our young people. Excellent. Excellent. Good. No, I'm saying absolutely. That's this moving forward, you know, I have the conference coming up, but after that, the my one of my main focuses is to continue to do a college tour and to tap into some of these colleges and, and kind of do a HBCU tour because it's just something that I feel is not addressed, but they are being mm-hmm. approached all the time. They're bringing, yeah. you know, either, either you, you know, the, the opportunities are, you know, um, horrific and the stories, you know, if we just were even to ask some of these young girls and even some of these young men, you know, about the propositions that they receive, um, it's it's scary, and so for me, you know, this was something that I said yes to, and I and at that time in that mindset, I would have recruited uh, more people. I recruited two people that I regret that I ever did, um, and they, luckily, mm-hmm. one of them didn't get in trouble for it. And this is probably the first time I've ever you know talked about that, but one person didn't get um, in trouble for it, but end up leading a life of crime. Then the other person did, and she also turned her life around. So it's just, you know, the enemy will affect one who has that vision to blind them so that once you're blinded, now you're able to sabotage someone else's vision because he was able to snatch yours and and not make it seem as a reality. And so for me, in that fast lane, that's fantasy island. It's not, it wasn't real. You know, the, the money wasn't real. Just as fast as it came, it's just as fast as it went. And my focus was, oh, I can provide for my community. You know, I'm buying sneakers and clothes because, you know, we didn't realize that we were poor because we all had the same things. You know, we were all borrowing from each other, you know. So it's like yeah. she don't go to my school, so I could wear her jacket today. She could wear mine. I'm, You know, I could wear her sneakers. But to, and I was, I think, out of my peers, I was one of them that was going to college at that time. And... um I didn't go back to the hood to recruit. I, I recruit, you know, it, it was close people, so it affects one another and the decisions that we make. Um, I think a lot of young people um, do need to hear that. When I went to L.A., I'll be brief, when I went to L.A. Um, earlier this year um, and we was doing the vision board um, presentation and I was delivering my keynote and sharing my story, two young ladies who were sitting in the front we're two weeks away from taking a trip. No one knew. Oh they came up to me. They had no idea. They thought it was a setup. One of the girlfriends was pissed. She stormed out of the room. The other one just came to me in tears and said, you know, my friend can't even take it because she feels like I told you our business, that we um, said yes when we should have said no. And I said, mm. get out. And they said, she said they, she had no idea about the repercussions and what's going on over there. And so, um, you know, it's, this is something that's happening all the time. And um, 
as much as I could possibly share it, the same thing that I'm, I was hiding from for years is is the thing that God is using. I didn't want to tell the story. I just started talking in 2013. I, I shared being a corporate mom dropout. I shared, you know, balancing my family and, and making it, doing it big with my business. I've never shared um, what made me who I am because I didn't even know until God reminded me, like, wait a minute, you tried to X this out of your life, but I have some children to save, and it has nothing to do with you being ashamed. I'm going to use your shame for glory. Mm. Wow, I That's love that. Now, I want to back up a little more, uh, you know, because I'm enjoying this story because, you know, you have a testimony. That's what it is, and that's why you attack real people, real stories, real overcomers. You you were an overcomer, and with your testimony, um, and I'm and I'm hoping who's ever listening, some it will reach somebody's ear that they will know that this isn't the end. Even though you get caught up, you don't have to stay where you're at. And um, just, you know, want want you to give us a um, dive in a little bit about your experience when you were um, in the federal prison. Um, Oh, you said to give a little – I didn't hear that last word, did I? Okay, just, you know, give us just a little bit of your experience for those four years that you were um, in a federal prison. Um, you know, well, of course it wasn't a cup of tea, <laughs> but it was an experience. For It was an experience for me to get to know women. The one thing that I would say, you know, in federal is completely different from state. It's, it's you know, you're dealing with a different caliber of, of crime, a different caliber of woman, I believe, as well, you know, you're dealing with the queen pen. You're dealing with the queen pen and those that she has. You know, you're dealing with those who um, husband. You know, they were into to, to bank fraud and they took you know millions of dollars and billions of dollars. You know, so it's a different different caliber of of women. It wasn't uh, petty crime, so you're not dealing with petty issues. These women are like, listen, I've lived in luxury and I'm not going to ruin it <laughs> for these the rest of these years that I'm here. Um, so. The advantage that I did have was being young, and also being um, what they would they would say, you know, let let New York empower us. You know, she 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 loves to do her sessions because they don't really have too many programs for women inside. So I started to create the programs. One was vision boarding. One was goal setting. And, um, you know, I would host my little empowerment sessions. That's something that you know my mother used to do with me and my girlfriends. You know, so. Um, it it allowed me to understand women. It allowed me to connect with women. It allowed me to see that my freedom is um, the greatest thing in life. Um, it also gave me a respect for my mother um, because I, I didn't have that. You know, I had it to a certain extent, but I didn't have that as a teenager. It was, you know, um, very – I gave her a hard time, you know, so it, – it, it, it gave me um, a new outlook on how to work with women, how to deal with women, their characteristics, and even myself. It was a lot of soul searching. So inside, um, of course, it's doom and gloom for me every day, all day, but I tried to make the best of my moment. Um, and there were some horrific moments. There were some horrific times, um, some things I just can't even say, but it was some okay. some things that you wouldn't even expect the law to allow to go on in there, um, but on the flip side, you know, it 
I, I had a, I have a deeper understanding of who God is. Um, I was disconnected from God as well before I came in there. I was into everything. I was trying to figure out who God was. I was brought up in the church, raised in the church. We had church on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, all day, you know. So I disconnected myself from that and started to dabble into everything else. Let me see what Buddhism is about. Let me see what Hinduism is about. Let me just see what the yogis are doing with meditation. Let me see, you know, let me just let me become a Muslim, you know, so I tried a little bit of everything. <laughs> I tried to find my way, even as a teen. You I always become, deep... Hello? It's almost like you'll become a religious mud, huh? You had a little bit of everything going on. Right. So, right, as a teen, I always was fat, just always seeking the deep things of God, but I, it's way too far out. You know, I searched way too far out. And so I wanted to see what the big talk was that everybody else was doing. Um, and of course, in, in prison, that brought me right back to my knees to Jesus. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and it looks um, like that happens to. It looks like that actually happens to a lot of people, you know, including myself. That God gets you into that point where He says, "Okay, I'm going to sit you down, and you're going to figure this out." And as you were talking, I'm always jotting down notes. Um, it's almost like your vision. The seed that your mom planted in a Jew never left. And then you started planting those seeds and building, starting what you're basically doing now, why you were shut up within those four and a half years. Because you for mentioned some reason, you got to the know last women. Part, every time you talk, it breaks out. The last part you said, what I did apologize. you say that last? I was saying that it almost seems like your vision Mm-hmm. Almost started yeah. why God allowed you to have some, as we always say, time out. You know, you Absolutely. got to know women. The seed started playing. Your mother, the things that your mother taught you, you started using those tools. So within yeah. using those tools, to me, and I may be wrong, it's almost like activate started at that moment. Your vision board started at that moment. You had time to really think. You know, and I, you know when you got time to think, you know. God gave you that time for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. He absolutely did. And that, that was my time to to uh, kind of get it together and get on purpose. And, you know, I was listening to um, a pastor speak, and, and the conversation was just really interesting because he was saying, you know, some people um, – if you want to say blame God for what happens to them, or they say God did it, but he was bringing out it's not always that God brought about what you're going through. You know, first of all, most of the things we bring on ourselves, but what what God does a lot of times is he just removes that hand. If he sees we're, we're just way out there and we're not coming back, he removed that hand of protection to allow us to experience sometimes consequences. But even in us experiencing the consequences, we get to a point where all in all his plan is going to be, his plan for your life is going to be realized. But sometimes there's a detour. Sometimes he removes that hand because there's just some things that you have to go through in order to really get it. And then even with that, you know, just as you were talking about how you started having sessions and classes right there, 
in the prison, you know, he'll still start that vision. He'll still start that purpose that you were meant to lead no matter where you are, which he can do that. So I think it's just amazing, you know, to see that. And and that was a great perspective for me because you do hear people a lot of times say, you know, well, God, you know, you know, brought me to that because um, I, I wasn't doing the right thing. It wasn't that he brought you to it, but sometimes he just allows the consequences to fall. Amen. And then yep, his yep. plan still comes to fruition. It's still going to happen. So I, I just think that's awesome. Yeah, that I think with, with even with that, I think it was a matter of just also just saving my life. You know, the the track, the road that I was down, either you get caught and busted in one of these third world countries and you spend 25 years doing hard labor, you know, so it or you, you fight with the government trying to get transferred back to the United States or the people that I was dealing with, it wasn't a joke, you know. So either it's my life is over because somebody wants the package and does, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to give the money. So it was a, a mm-hmm. life-saving moment because who's to say when I would have stopped? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an addiction um, when you're used to lack and struggle and that's the mindset that you have and you're not believing in God or even understanding that God has something greater for you if you're patient enough to wait. You know, so, I mean, even within my own business, I don't, I don't rush anything, learning how to kind of package my patience because I don't want the quick fix. I don't want the overnight success. You know, um, I, I want longevity, so um, I understand the process and being a part of the process. Excellent. Um and the next question is, where did you get the idea of the Activate movement from? So, one, I always tell people that I was a huge procrastinator, <laughs> a huge, huge procrastinator, um, self-sabotage, that was me, uh, wait and do it later, you know, a, a Debbie Doubter, you know, always doubting, always had these great ideas, but doubting if I can get it done and always adding myself in the process. So the whole activate process started and the movement um, was really birthed before I even uh, branded the name, but I read this book called Strength Finders 2.0 by Tom Rath. And one of my top five strengths was activation. And so from there I said, this is exactly what I need to practice. Um, The opposite of what I know my habits are that stops me from seeing success. Um, and so from there, I just thought, I said, I'm the activator. I'm the activator until I literally, that's all I do now is <laughs> activate. I hit that button in my life, and, and I keep on moving, and I, and I figure it out along the way. Okay. And we are live on on The Man in the Mirror with host Hezekiah uh, Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. You can call in, speak to our guests. Um, soon we'll bring her on, let you, you know, yeah. call in, ask her anything, you know, anything. Um, the call-in line is 917-889-2271. Um, we're down to 90. We still have a good 90 minutes to go, and we're doing we're having a good time here with um, 
our guest, Lucinda Cross. And as we're being our 20th episode, you know, because going through two a month, we're actually having a few giveaways um, for those who have actually logged in. And I, I see we have a few that are logged in and listening. And those on the web, you can always join us as well in the chat room. Um, we're going to be, we, as coming from the man in the mirror, someone's going to win one of Lucinda's uh, Cross the Road to Redemption. And then another one's going to get a copy of The Art of Activation. So keep tuning in and keep listening. And get back to you, Lucinda. You said that, uh, you know, how the movement came from um, Strength Finders 2.0. And I'm actually going to actually look that up because, you know, I, I went to your conference and enjoyed every moment of it. And I'm looking to go to the next conference so I can enjoy more of it. But um, the question the question is, give us a brief synopsis of activating inside you, and not you per se, but someone someone else. So, activating something inside of you is is a matter of just tapping into. Um, the the untapped potential, the thing that you always wanted to do um, when you were a little girl or a young man and never pursued it, or something that you're just being really good at, but you know you can be great if you just perfect your craft a little more. So the whole activating is taking someone's idea of what they're already doing, um, what they already feel, what they may be experiencing in their lives, and maximizing that, it's like it's like uh, just turning on the light and on an area that says, you know, hey, you didn't know this, you you forgot about this specific area. For example, um, I believe it was last year, last Christmas, um, I get an email, and this lady asked me for some money. She says she lost her job, she had three children, and she uh, doesn't have money to get Christmas gifts but she decorated the house and everything. She's embarrassed to even ask me this question. She doesn't know why um, God has led her to ask me this question. It's not like her. I don't know this lady from a can of paint. So I say, okay, this is awkward, but I'm always in the moment seeing <laughs> where God is at, right? So I say, you know, so we get on the phone. We talk about her talents, her gifts, and things like that. She lives in a great area. She had a great job. Um, but she has these skills. So God is we're talking on the phone, and, of course, I'm telling her, I say, absolutely not. You know, I'm not going to be able to, to support you. You have a gift, you have a skill, and you have a talent. Um, it will be a disservice if I give you money and you have gifts that you're not using, um, which are greater, because then I'll give you the money, you buy the gifts, you'll, you know, you'll send me a thank you card, and, and you'll thank God for it, you'll run around the church, and then, the next situation will come, and then you'll still feel like you need to ask somebody else. So I felt as if during the time that I'm talking to her, God is telling me, use what's in your hands, use what's in your hands, use what's in your hands. So I continue to assess her whole situation, come to find out this lady decorates off the chain. She's able to take some things from the 99-cent store. She showed me pictures of her house on what it looks like for Christmas. She did like a winter wonderland for like under $100. 
So I mm. said, oh, my gosh, this is fabulous. I said, have you, you know, you tell me that you live in this specific area. That's co-op and condominium area. You tell me that most of the people in your neighborhood come from all different ethnicities and this and that. Have you ever thought about the people who are working so hard that they don't have the time to decorate their homes, and they're also on the last minute? They have their kids coming over, their families coming over. They don't have decorations. They don't have the tree up. That's another stress that they have on their backs of even putting together the things that they purchase. You know, they're too busy, you know, closing out the year end um, for the fourth quarter. And so have you ever thought about connecting with your neighbors and letting them know that you offer this service? So she said, no. I mean, really, I don't feel like going through all of this, da-da-da-da. I just need the money. You know, I understand. I respect you as a woman. She went through all this other stuff. This head, head, head to the side. I can just see it through the phone, right? <laughs> and I said, well, just try it. I said, just try it. Put it put together. Make sure flyer. Put it out in your neighborhood, in your building. Try it just with your floor alone, just on your floor alone. Slip the papers under the, on your floor alone. And if you don't get any clients, I'll double the money. She asked me for two fifty. I said I'll give you five hundred. She said, "All right, you know I don't have time for this. I'm gonna do this tonight because in three days, you know da 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 da. And I'm sorry to be like this, and like that. All this extra stuff. Do you not know this lady did what I said, told her to do? She messaged me back. She messaged me back right before the New Year. This was this had to be like a week before Christmas." Right before the new year, I haven't heard from her. She messaged me back. She said, Lucinda, I've been so busy. One of the pe- one of the my neighbors who I live right next door to, he owns uh, three different insurance companies, and I have to he I have to decor I had to decorate each one of the offices last minute for their Christmas parties. In addition to that, I did a few of my neighbors here, and I have a contract. You know, so she had all of this money coming in now. Over $5,000 she made asking me for $250. Do you not know that I received the check in the mail for $500 from her? (laughs) Wow. That she sent me double of what she asked me for when I told her, no, absolutely not. I'm not giving you a dime. But she made a thousand times over what she asked for because she used her skills. To the point where if she doesn't want to go to work, she doesn't have to. I said, you could do this thing for Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, birthdays, holidays. That lets you know that the people in your building have money for what you have to offer, and you have the skill and you have the time. Mm. That's activation, right? That is wonderful. That is wonderful. In other words, um, it's almost God tells us, we think we can't do it, but he's trying to motivate us that we can do it, and he'll give us the power to do it. But sometimes the enemy puts doubt in our mind that we can't do it, and then if we decide, okay, we're going to do it without any doubt, we, we're we always amazed at what we can do. Yes, yes. And sometimes I, I feel like people miss their their gift altogether, and I think uh, that's one of the things that Lucinda does so well in pulling those things out because people walk around and they think that it's about one thing or, or they're looking in one direction, but, you know, there's their story 
their talent is leading them someplace else. And so that's one of the things that I think, uh, to me, that Activate is, is really, really all about because, you know, we may be headed in a direction or even doing, you know, okay, but if we haven't even truly tapped into the gifts that we've been given and and the things that we can do and the stories that are in us um, in order to propel and motivate things and, um, you know, pull, push things forward, then, you know, we're still lost. So I think that that's an important um, and necessary part of the Activate movement. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, 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 that's what I, I that's what I stand on. That's what keeps me, you know, excited about the work that I do is because I'm able to, you know, for for people to open up to me is a big deal. You know, that's that's only by the grace of God. So I'm just grateful that people are willing to open up and share their visions with me and their ideas. That's something so it's like you know, being there in the delivery room or, you know, holding someone's mm-hmm. newborn baby, they got to trust you, you know, <laughs> they got to trust you. So yeah. um, it is, I'm grateful for that. And it continues to keep me humble um, because it, uh, I'm exposed to such great visionaries. And if I had an ounce of uh, the, I need to compete or I'm not good enough, I doubt if God would, would allow me to hold uh, these uh, visions at such an infancy stage, and even those who are striving and thriving um, to be a part of it. You have to have a collaborative mindset. You have to have a let's shoot for the stars, you know, let's shoot for what you don't even think you can shoot for. You know, you got to have that uh, fist pump <laughs> Martin Luther mm-hmm. King March attitude um, because it is going to be a fight against distractions, but you shouldn't be fighting to succeed in your vision. That should come effortlessly with God, but the fight is with being distracted and unfocused and and doubting um, that you're walking on the right track. Now, Sunday, you mentioned one of, the, one of your um, issues was procrastination, which I've dealt with for myself as well um, and definitely resulted in missed opportunities. Uh, by procrastinating. So can you just speak on that for a second as far as, um, I guess, what you learned for yourself? Because obviously, you know, that, that's been worked out or it's already worked out in you as well, that, that spirit of procrastination. But can you just talk on that for a second? You know, what What wisdom doesn't teach you rock bottom will. And so when I lost, when I lost a, a six-figure deal and a six-figure opportunity because I didn't hit the send button because I was questioning myself and I oh had to watch goodness. someone else get trained in the same gifts and skills that I would, had already prepared a team for, have done the work for, have completed the pilot process with them, um, have shown that I proved results, and I am the one. So when I did not hit the send button, and it took me over 90 days to hit send. And by the time I did hit send, I had a rude awakening that someone else was chosen um, and not by their choice, but because of my lack of response. Um, and and that, that woke me up. When I was going through my drought and watching 
someone else uh, have to recreate from scratch what I've already created and make six six figures from that in less than a year. That right there, I said I will I will never um, procrastinate again. I will move when God says move. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that taught me a huge lesson. So procrastination is like a cuss word. That's like, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> that's like an allergic reaction. I'm I'm allergic to it. Like, what? You're still waiting? Oh, I gotta get away from you. I'm so sorry because mm-hmm. I don't want that to. I know what that's about. I know what it's about. Wow. Now, what you know? I'm interested in, as uh, Michelle is. What causes people to procrastinate? When they have opportunity, do you think it's self-doubt or, you know, you're doubting yourself or you don't feel adequate? What causes this procrastination? And, you know, there are, you know we're all, we all procrastinate about, about something. What, can, what causes it and what can we do to get out of that mindset? And, I'm, you know, I'm doing a study on this now um, about procrastination and why people procrastinate especially uh, visionaries. And what I've been coming up with so far is a lot has to deal with um, background and history. Another thing has to deal with the um, lack of confidence. A lot of people have, you know, that that lack of confidence. I don't care if they're the corporate exec, the CEO, there's still that level of low self-esteem and lack of confidence that will cause you to procrastinate. And also perfectionism, never feeling like it's 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 right or it's ready. Um, but the, a big part of it that I'm seeing within my study is that people, it, it comes from their background and their history on why they procrastinate, and that then from there, from that root, you'll see, oh, this is why you take so long. You're not sure. Your father never gave you approval, and you always were seeking approval. You just wanted him to say yes. You just wanted him to say, you know what, this looks great. So you, 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 you. When it's time for you to put something out, you know, you're, you kind of slowing up. You know, maybe because your mother always ridiculed you and and said it was never right. You don't know how to do things right, and uh, maybe it's something your teacher said. Maybe you felt like you wasn't the smartest one in the class, and you know. So a lot of times it stems from that five year old, ten year old, fifteen year old person that's now a grown woman or man who procrastinates. Wow. And I I think that is very, very true. We carry things from our youth, even, you know, when we don't intend to or when we don't even realize, we just carry them them over. Um, Just wanted to remind everybody who's listening in, if you have a question, just hit one. And um, you know, that will put you in the queue to um, ask a question of Lucinda tonight. Um, and actually, we have a question over in the uh, chat box. Uh, the question is from Sandry White Harry, and uh, she's asking, "What advice do you have for a grandmother in early sixties, divorced, starting over from scratch?" and she desires to do a business. She's even gone so far as doing the business plan, but I guess it's not moving. First, I would say just celebrate. That's a wonderful age. You're in a great transition. Um, that that That's a cause for celebration at that point. So 
start to put together your dinner party and invite some of your friends <laughs> and family over and say, listen, I've got this crazy idea, so, <laughs> but I'm going to go forward with this business idea and I need your support. Um, I would say for her to reach out and see who her supporters are and just sharing it, sharing her, her vision and her business and say, look, I need some help, you know, and, and you'll be surprised how many resources we have even in our own backyard of people who will support us, especially in this transition. So food is number one. We all know that people love some food, so and they'll gather up with some food. So invite some people over, tell them you're celebrating this great transition and this next level of life that you're about to lead, and you need their support in these ways, you know. And so you just want to some people you just need to give an ear to. Some people you need to know how to get this off the ground. And so I would say do do your research, but first start out by celebrating because this is a major um, accomplishment for you to move forward on, if that makes any sense. I hope that supports us. I think it's a great answer. So hopefully uh, Sandra got to hear that um, answer and move, we'll move forward with our business. Excellent. Lucinda, you are just giving such great advice. And that food thing got me hungry right now because everyone's always ready for some food. <laughs> but as we're as we're moving along, we have about 15 more minutes before we're going to take a, a quick break. In about 15 minutes, again, you're listening to The Man in the Mirror with host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. And we have this fantastical young lady on tonight, Miss Lucinda Croft. The, the founder of the Activate Movement, which is such a great movement. And right now, I'm actually going to give her a chance to give her give us her contact information, her website, and um, Michelle, I see she posted information about her and also about the Activate Movement. So, Lucinda, it's in your hands right now. Absolutely. Uh, people can connect with me, which I would love to um, connect uh, at lucindacross.com, lucindacross.com, that's L-U-C-I-N-D-A-C-R-O-S-S.com. Also on social media, it's Lucinda Cross all across the board, except for Twitter's Lucinda Speaks. And the place I love to hang out at is on Instagram. So if you're not on Instagram, get on there. I love it. Um, and And let's just play together and, and learn from each other. Oh, and if okay. they want to activate conference, sorry, if they want to activate conference, they can go to actconference.com and find out more information on that. Okay, excellent. Now here is now here is the question of the night. The other question on my on my on my side. Um, activate you started with women, and are you you know are you slowly introducing men into this activate conference because you know. When I went, you know, I we seen a bunch of women and only very few men. And actually, um, you did have a couple men as your um, on the stage as well. Yes, this year we're pushing and we're looking to grow um, and really tap into getting more men involved with the Activate movement. And so we do have a sprinkle of them, but we are really, you know. Um, reaching out to, to to have them, especially this year, be a part of it. So I'll coach them behind the scenes and I'll support them behind the scenes, but 
uh, I want them to start coming out, <laughs> you know, so I want them to start showing up and let's start at the Activate Conference in September, making your presence known because I think it's amazing when powerful women and powerful men get together. I just don't want this to be a woman thing. I want this to be a uh, kind of like a thick empowerment thing. Right, and I and I like that idea, you know, try to get both get both men and women empowered because a lot of times, and I know some men may feel intimidated when a woman goes to a conference like that and they come back empowered and the men are just, let, you know, the man just lagging behind. But it's mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. for everyone. You know, you don't want the men feeling like, you know, okay, she went and got some good information, and then the men just, you know, like, okay, where's she going mm-hmm. with this? <laughs> because he didn't get a chance to go, and he may feel some kind of way about that. Because that little male ego gets it gets in the way once in a while. Mhm, mhm. Understandably, yeah. So that's why we want to cater. We want to cater to the men. We want to this year. We want to cater to the men as well as the women. We want them to come out. We want them to have fun. We want to cater to them and and let them get the same empowerment that the women are getting. And if I'm correct, you're actually putting it towards families as well because there are families that there are the younger generation of entrepreneurs are out there. Yes, they are. Um, This year we have Gabriel Jordan. Um, She's such a phenomenal powerhouse out from the DMV area, and we're excited to have her. She's done such great work, and I was able to watch her kind of blossom and growing and just excited. So we, this year we really are, are celebrating her and even her mom, you know, just celebrating her mom and her family in the process of being that support that she needs. Excellent. Hey, um, Michelle, do you have anything else to um, add before we get on break in a few minutes? No, just wanted to say um, I I am super excited about the Activate Conference um, this year. I love the whole idea of, um, you know, the whole family being able to come to the conference. I think that's fabulous. Um, And I think that, uh, as, you know, um, Hezekiah was saying, that that is something that is is very needed because we have a lot of – if you want to say couples in business, we have mm-hmm. couples in business. There are definitely a lot of them, and then we also have a lot of, um, you know, men and women who are both entrepreneurs because that's that's what a lot of people are doing nowadays. You know, um, if they're not being fulfilled through careers, they want to, you know, be entrepreneurs, and so this is definitely uh, needed, I think, so... Uh, I'm just excited for it. I think it's just wonderful. Thank you. Excellent. Okay. And with that said, we are going to actually a little ahead of schedule, which is fine, um, because that will give us a chance to take a little break and then come back with a live interview with – and I'm actually getting my – Facebook back in order because make sure I keep up with everything that's going on with our live interview with Lucinda Cross, 
through it all, she knew greater is coming. And I actually picked that title because, you know, in her mind, she never gave up. She was a woman who got caught up in life, which we all do caught up in a mess. But she didn't. She knew that mess was not going to be the end of her. Many people that get caught up do let that mess that they got caught up in end them out. But that wasn't her because she knew God had something greater for her. And again, before we go on our break, we're going to um, hear from a note from our supporters and Lucinda. When we go on our break, I just want you to hold on because, you know, this whatever's coming up is part partly for you. Um, we're going to have a note from our supporters, music instruction for our learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us, us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.musicinstructionfal.com. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and extremely talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website, is www.curvyboss.com. And again, you're listening live with the man in the mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co host, Michelle Johnson. We're going to take a brief break right now. And Lucinda, as you're listening, um, this song's for you. It's called Greater is Coming.
working in the spirit, preparing me for Yeah, excellent. 
Um, I hope you enjoyed that song because as I was preparing for this show, I said that will be something that will be good for you. Yes, um, I love that song. <laughs> do you have anything, you know, we can actually just, you know, it's open forum, so is there anything that you just want to bring forth, you know, to start this off? Just, so you know, just in, off? just in terms of just, you know, just I want people to really understand the importance of getting over your stuff. You know, getting over your stuff. If we were, if you were to take inventory, and I always tell my clients is take inventory of all the things that you've been through, and take inventory of all the things that you know how to do. And I guarantee you, you know, when you were young, you, the first things that you learn is to match. If you are able to match. One of the the trials that you've gone through with one of the gifts that you have, you'll see, you know, a pattern there, and you'll see a message that God is trying to tell you, girl, I had your back this whole time. I already knew (laughs) what was going to happen and when it was going to happen. I was just waiting for you to get it. And so when we take inventory like that, we're able to see that our weaknesses are really our strengths. We're able to see that our past, really has a lot to do with our future. It doesn't mean that you stay stuck in, in what has happened, but you use it as a vehicle and a, and as a, as a and become a vessel to help change others. Um and so that's that's my two cents. <laughs> that's your two cents? Uh, my, two my question cents. is um and I actually did this you know, my my question was with everything. And I'm gonna back up a little bit because I'm sometimes I'm all over the place. But um, my question is, you know, when you were going through, what was on the mind of your mother? Because our parents are important to us, and they try to tell us. And you know, when they're telling us, we don't want to listen. You know, we want to. You know, I hear kids say, "Look, you done made your mistakes. Let me make mine." So mm-hmm. what was what do you think was on the mind of your mother, you know, after your fall or after you, you know, you end up somewhere where you didn't want to be? She would tell me that she was just so worried, uh, more worried about me inside because she felt helpless and there was absolutely nothing that she can do to save me or to help me. And even at that point, as much as she tried to protect me in life, over everything, um, and even from even getting into that situation, she said she felt helpless, and she was angry because at that point, even she had to learn how to exercise her faith. All the things that she went to church for, all the things that she prayed for, now it was time for her to use it and send forth those prayers, knowing that God is going to meet me, and he's dispatching his angels around me. So she had to really wait on God and watch him do his work and do what he does best. So um, for her, it was a high level of frustration with me, but also she said that her faith was uh, tested because she had to stretch herself um, out of what she can, out of her own capacity, her human capacity, if that makes sense. And she was thinking like a mother because there's nothing like a mother's love. You know, Mm -hmm. we may stray left, we may stray right. We may even fly, you know, 
have the ability to fly. But, you know, when we go through these trials, and it was just a trial. It was something that God, as I'm the show said, he allowed you to go through. So when we go through these trials in our life, um, their mother, you know, they may be angry, may be bitter, but they're always going to be a mother. And that's and that's what a lot of people don't understand. And even growing up, and we all know many of us grew up in a church. Many of us knew right from wrong. But mm-hmm. we still end up, you know, following those decisions that we know were wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we mm-hmm. definitely know was wrong, but what I want people to realize is that once you decide, okay, I'm here, nothing I can do. I'm in here with these four <laughs> walls or five walls. I might as well just put put the um, get the water, get the lemons, get some sugar, and make lemonade. And the, and that's exactly what you did. You decided, hey, I'm going to start something. I'm going to use what I know. And make good yeah. use of the time that I'm in here. Other people probably would have went stir crazy, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. They probably would have went batty or something because they 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 wouldn't know um, what to do. And and but I've witnessed again, that. I've witnessed that inside people literally losing their mind. And that was my one prayer to God was whatever. I have to go through in here, whatever lesson, please keep my mind. That's all mm-hmm. I'm asking mm-hmm. you, God, is please keep my mind. Yeah, you know, as as as, as I said, as you said, you witness people actually, you know, going off the deep end because it, mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing. I mean, when your freedom is taken, you're used to doing this, you're used to doing that, and then all your freedom is taken. From you, and then you know you're behind, you know somewhere where you don't want to be. But I love that. I love you know how God used it to turn us around. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's an honor. He used that. He used that because he knew greater was in you. You didn't know. You didn't know what was going on. You were just one of those, like, you know, we all have children. You know, when you have children, you try to tell them, don't do this. Don't do this. If you do that, this will happen. Sir, Isaac Newton's for every opposite, for every action is an opposite and equal reaction. So if you do, baby, please don't do this. And then they go do it anyway because, again, you know, we children today say, oh, I want to make my own mistakes. Well, that's when, um, as Michelle said, God will take his hands off of it and let you over to a retrobate mind. Reprobate mind, meaning you already know. Your mind has gone in a direction stating that, okay, you want to have it your way, go ahead. And um, as I wrote in my book, when you get sick and tired, I've been sick and tired, then things will change because you have to really be sick and tired. Of being sick and no one, you're not listening to nobody. You're not going to really believe anybody. You're just going to go to course. Any comments, Michelle? I was just um, sitting there thinking about um, what Lucinda was talking about earlier as far as um, how. You know, she got, 
I, she called it addicted to um, the money. And sometimes I just wa- I just wanted to put this out there because I was thinking, you know, sometimes it's not even that kind of um, of uh, situation that's going on where we're saying we're addicted to the money. Some people, um, you know, they kind of they have they they did well. They may not have even gone through, you know, that particular kind of thing or that particular harsh trial or anything similar to it, they may have had a pretty good life and and they're, um, you know, doing okay, you know, in a job or whatever. But, you know, it's it's really is still the same. If we are allowing the the talents and the gifts that we have to be wasted, you know, that it, it's it's the same result as if you know we decided to, you know go completely left and, and you know, lead a, a life of doing whatever and and getting in trouble and things, you know, like the things that happened with Lucinda, we don't even have to be that far to the left, but we can still be to the left because if we are not following our gifts and our passions, then, you know, it, it's still the same. We're still missing out. We're still not really living in our purpose. So I was I was just sitting there thinking about that, you know, that was that was the situation she had to go through or a situation she did go through. Some people it may not even be that major, but yet it still is because if if you're not doing what your purpose do, you know, people are missing out. Just think if there had been no, you know, the Lucinda Cross that we know today. Just think of if she was not doing what she was doing, how many people, you know, wouldn't have realized their purpose or their gifts and talents. So, you know, we really have to all live our purpose because our purpose um, affects other people. Absolutely. And once we realize that we're all connected, it, it helps out on the journey. It helps out on the process and knowing that we're all connected. What I'm, what I do today can affect millions of lives tomorrow. You know, so when I first started my business, I said, you know, oh, I want to help. Uh, this is for everyone. I want to help millions of people. And then the reality hit me that if I focus on helping at least changing the mindset of one woman, one family, I am affecting change. I am affecting um, millions of lives because now that's a different mindset that she's carrying with her children, and her children will carry that with their children. And so it's if you help to put someone on track or help them to have their vision come to fruition, you're helping a 100-year legacy if your heart is in the right place. And so we don't have – I don't have time to – uh, watch what everybody else is doing because I'm so involved in what I have in, in my hands. You know, I'm trying to make sure that someone they don't drop the they don't drop the ball, they don't drop the vision. You know, keep it going. What's the hold up? Why are you stopping? Where, where is the procrastination coming from? Why are you doubting yourself? So what if you don't have enough money? So what if nobody believes you? So what if your family thinks you're crazy? So it is a lot to do with the mindset. And it also has a lot to do with understanding that we are all connected, you know. So can you imagine, you know, if 
Jesus didn't he didn't have to reach and 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 visit millions of people. He was just focused on the the main ones who can change their legacy mm-hmm. and and write a new chapter in the book. Who's the ones that that if I if I'm able to make them a believer or perform this miracle, somebody in this crowd is going to see it, and somebody's going to become a believer when they once weren't. Somebody's going to believe that their kid can be raised from the dead. Somebody's going to believe that they can be saved and healed. Somebody's going to believe that they don't have to live in poverty any longer. You know, so it's important for us to be an example of the thing that we talk about. It's bigger than business, bigger than business. Excellent. I like that because, you, in other words, we have to look at the whole picture. We can't be tunnel vision. Many people walk around with that tunnel vision where they're just looking at, okay, this is what I see right now. But if we use our whole whole vision, which is that peripheral vision, we can see the whole picture. We can see everything that is going on, and that's what we're looking for. We need to see the whole picture. And again, you've seen more. Now, um, we're going to continue to dive more. You're listening into The Man and the Mayor with uh, host Hezekiah uh, Montgomery and co host Michelle Johnson. You can call in with questions to our spectacular guest, um, Lucinda Cross, at 917 889 2291. We have about 45 minutes to go, so we have plenty of time. But Lucinda, now you did you mentioned something and I didn't get into it, but we're going to get into it now. You get you got into tell us more about your vision board and how that came about. The board process started when I was inside of, like I said, when even when I was just young. Period. My mother had us very crafty, and it stemmed into uh, when I was in prison. What was my aspirations and my dreams? I needed to see what that looked like. So then I would fall into depression. And so when I was when I came home, I picked the hobby back up, and it's just something that I've always done, but didn't realize that that was uh, a key to to my success. And I started to implement it in the process of working with my clients and have them do that instead of writing a vision, um, a business plan. I said, let me see what your vision would look like on paper. Let's get creative with it Um, because sometimes putting together that business plan can be boring, drawn out, wordy. But if you are able to look at your business plan on a board or your life plan on a board, um, it makes it a lot more exciting and you, you're now you're more enthusiastic about uh, pursuing the things you put on there. So with the vision board process, um, it's really been something that I, I did every year annually, just this year really pushing it to the next level with the help of Essence Magazine to, you know, do a full vision board tour and get others excited about it and get them started in creating that vision for their life and their business and even for their relationships. Right, and with yours, you are actually, and I put those pictures in um, our event page, you are actually featured in Essence Magazine. Am I correct? Yes, sir. And how were, you know, what you know, what did you feel like after, you know, you know, when they came to you and, you know, tell, tell our listening audience, how did that make you feel? 
that whole experience, you know, people say, well, who's your publicist? You got to have an amazing publicist. I say, God is my publicist. He's the one that orchestrated all of this for me. Um, and so just being a part of that and, and having Essence inside my home, covering my story, I, I would not have even imagined that they would be here because of my truth. Um, I thought that my success in business would help me to to get to where I'm at now, but it was really my truth, something that has happened to me that I was ashamed of. So that whole experience was mind-blowing for me. And, you know, I had, they came in October right after the conference. Um, I, I ended up being uh, just in, at the right place at the right time, humble enough with the right attitude, and uh, met one of the writers for Essence. And then from there, you know, God just did, did what he does best. And he expanded the the opportunity. And so from October to probably like the beginning of December, I couldn't say anything until the issue came out. So I was burning. <laughs> I was burning up. <laughs> but it, You're like a volcano like, about to explode. Yeah, because yeah, I like to tell it. People on social media know if it happens, you'll see me do my dance. You'll see me running around my house. You'll see me going crazy. <laughs> There is no shame. You see me and my kids jumping on the bed, <laughs> so it's it's no yeah. shame. But um, that that moment uh, was was really an experience, and I'm just grateful to to have uh, been at been at the right place at the right time with the right mindset. Excellent. And I know, you know, that had to be an honor because, you know, again, we always worried about our past. But I think that is a thing that the devil uses to actually try to impede us or slow us down that, you know, you're not going to be honored. You're not going to be because of, you know, what you did. But, again, you did something spectacular. You turned everything around. You know, you just didn't let it stop there. And as I said, many people just like they get caught up in a situation, they get, you know, locked up or put away. They just wanted to stop there. But when you turn things around, you became the underdog. People started, okay, they started looking at you. I'm sure there were people looking at you from a distance because they always do. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to know mm-hmm. where this was going. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, you know, you know, is she going to fall flat on her face, or mm-hmm. is she going to rise to the occasion? Because we're always going to have people out there looking from a distance, almost like Jesus had the Pharisees. They were just looking from a, and the Sadducees. They're looking from the distance to see how they're going to catch him doing something he shouldn't be doing. So it's almost, you know, it's almost as people. You, I know you have people looking at you from a distance to say, okay, well, what's going to happen? You know, how is she going to arrive to the occasion from this? Where is she going to go with this? And like I, like you said in the beginning, you didn't want people really to know where you came from or how you came to be who you are. But that's, again, that's a tool that Satan uses to impede us to slow us down. Like, okay, once they find out, that's it. All right, Lucinda, here you go. You got a choice. Either you're going to bring it out and tell people or you're just going to keep it to yourself and try to move on from there. You had a big decision to make, and I know you did. You had a great decision to make. And once you decided to step on the devil's head, step on that serpent, and move forward 
then God was able to bless you. Because once it happened, then regardless of what your past is, we're worried about what's happening right now in your future, in your your present, in your future. And you did it. Even with having your, um, having, you know, be one of the greatest people to have their activation program in Times Square. So you did something that in your situation no one shouldn't be able to do. But you did it. Absolutely, with the with with the with the what the, what God says, my help, my help comes from the Lord. Yeah. So, with the grace of God supporting every step of the way and having this ridiculous faith that I try to maximize out every, I try to max out my faith every day. Like, let's go for it, God. <laughs> you know. So, and I know He looks at me like, oh my gosh, this girl is off the chain. My daughter's off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> he he gave me this thing called faith, and I say, listen, how much do I have on this faith card today? Okay, I'm losing <laughs> it all up to these eyes closed, <laughs> so I need you to refill it. But, um, you know, even with, with Times Square, that was a major jump and a major leap because that was way out of my budget. It cost more than the down payment on the home to put that together and for, to to trust that that I can put and put people in, in that space in Times Square and be one of the first African-American females to host an, an event like that there with all of those people um, was was amazing. Then to receive an unexpected, don't know where it came from, return on my investment in the mail. Oh, you see me and my, and my kids jumping on the couch. I said, listen, we jumping on the couch. This is serious. So just even opening it up, I mean, I just laid out on my lawn. I know my neighbors was like, this late girl is crazy, but I just laid out because God really, really showed up and showed out and just tells me time and time again to just trust him, just trust him, just trust him, just trust him. And so with with that said, what would you, you know, uh, as we have about less than 30 minutes and we're winding down, um, Less than 25 minutes, okay. Uh, what, you know, give us, again, your um, information, how people can contact you. Sure, they can find me at com, all on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I say I'm Googleicious, so you can put in Lucinda Cross, except for Twitter, it's Lucinda Speaks. Um, but definitely go to my website, sign up for the newsletter. That's where all of, you know, we're doing conference ticket giveaways, we're giving free tickets away. We're giving half-price tickets away. If you're a twin, you get a special. If you are coming with your spouse, you get a special. So there's so many goodies um, just being connected with the movement. Um, we want to make sure that we get people there. So everywhere is Lucinda Cross. Everywhere is Lucinda Cross. And, of course, go to LucindaCross.com. And are you in your Facebook as well? Yes, Facebook as well. Uh, excellent. Um, just Michelle, wanted to remind. Yes, just wanted to remind everyone that uh, the links for LuisCindacross.com and for the Activate Conference page are both in the uh, chat box right now. So, um, if you're interested in finding out more about this absolutely wonderful lady, then go to and her movement. 
go to uh, the page and look those up. Excellent. Now I'm going to go back to the conference because I know with you going through all this, is there a special man in your life that actually had to support you? Because everyone needs support and what they're doing. Yes, it takes a team. A fabulous team who's working behind the scenes to get things done. They deal with my crazy ideas. Um, and, you know, we just recently had a road trip, <laughs> and the clip, we put it all together on YouTube, but we just had a road trip out to Atlanta to pray over the space, to check things out, to see how easy it is, even for those who's driving. I can't tell you to do something if I haven't done it already and done it first. So um, the ride was wonderful. We've got there in record time. The Marriott space is beautiful. So we really um, made sure that we laid out the best. Um, for everyone who's going to be attending. And that's all thanks to my team, all thanks to my team who's working, you know, endlessly, tirelessly um, to get things done. Okay, excellent. And actually posted in there your um, your um, Activate Conference um, packing list, you know, so people can see that you always one step, you're always one step ahead or trying to be. So, you know, you're trying to get everything available so they'll know what's going on, where it's going on, how it's going on, you know. Um, what are you, you titled Building the Empire While Focusing on the Family? Yeah, so elaborate more on that. So a lot of times in building your business and following your passion, you'll lose sight of those who matter most. And we want you. We want to really bring the focus back on the family, and that's why on Friday night we're kicking it off with the '90s theme. We're going to listen to old school '90s music when there was the house parties and the block parties, and people, everybody came out, and you know it was more of a village style instead of everyone on their own. Um, and there was no cell phone use as much, you know. You had your beepers and things, but <laughs> we, you know, we, you know, the, the outfits wasn't so. You know, we looked crazy back then, but it wasn't distasteful. The guys weren't, you know, <laughs> wearing pants that looked like leggings or pants hanging off their butts, and girls wasn't showing the cracks of everything in their morning glory. It was all about style, color, personality, great music that made you feel good. The house music. So, yeah, we, we're going to have a great time um, on Friday, and, and we want to bring back the fun in family. That's why the 90s theme, we're really looking to, to kick it off and have a great time. And then Saturday's all-day conference, Sunday's conference, as well as inspiration, and leaving everyone with a word. Excellent. It's kind of funny how you mentioned you know, block parties because basically they don't even have block parties anymore. You know that I've seen around lately, but those were things we had like every once a summer when mm-hmm. I was growing up. So, and you know, you're going back. Sometimes we do have to go back and reminisce, remember when, and you know, way back when, I we didn't even know about the cell phones. Cell phones, you know, weren't even something as proper as they are now. You know, mm-hmm. because, and I, I think the idea of take the focus off of stuff like that. Those are distractions and as you you know, as we all know, the devil uses everything as a distraction to get us off of what family and family values are. 
You know, every time you turn around, you'll see everybody in the family with a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Head down, mm-hmm. looking in. Mm-hmm. I know you yep. have kids, so your kids can be like that, too. Exactly, exactly, to the point where I, I, I have to shut it down sometimes, like literally call up the company like, we're going to suspend the phone for a little while. You know, they know me by now. Like, okay, is this for your teenage son? And I'm like, yes. You know, but it's it's the communication back. And starting my business and being involved in my business allowed me to um, – I, I was slacking in a lot of areas with the family, and I had to restore back that communication because we weren't communicating. Everything was through the phone. And then when I look in the phone, it's it's – they're not really even using their vocabulary. So I'm like, I'm paying for private schools and you guys are doing the LOL, BRB. And I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) talk to me. me. Where are you? When are you coming home? And did you do your homework? You know, so it's, we want people to get back to communicating even with the networking reception on Friday. We want people to communicate and network with each other um, and have fun, you know, and, there's um, cash prizes for those who dress up in their 90s best, you know. So, you know, the bamboo earrings, at least two pairs, you know, back then, you know, with your LL. <laughs> so we want you to come out in your Adidas suit and, and have a good time. Um, it's not mandatory, but it, it, that's the theme for Friday. Excellent. Any comments, Michelle? Okay, and um, give us um, just a synopsis of how the whole weekend is going to go for the um, Activate 2015. Uh, Well, Friday's networking and reception, Saturday's all-day conference, and Sunday is Inspirational Sunday, um, where we'll be having a, a special word from my spiritual mom and Dean Marshall, who is the founder of Girlfriends Pray. Um, And so Saturday is we're going to talk and help people with taking their brands to the next level, creating products um, that, like household, we want people to to know the importance of becoming a household name, dipping into the the beauty industry as well. We'll be talking about fashion and branding with that for men and for women and for, you know, for the teens, the young adults. Uh, We'll also be talking about uh, book writing and book publishing and book marketing and book sales and how to turn your book into movies or a film or a pilot. If you want to write a pilot or a script, you'll learn. We'll also have people who are sharing that information as well. You want to break into the music industry, into acting, you know, so it's ways of, because people just think business as what you see, autoresponders, sales, this and that, but business goes beyond that. The empire is when you become a household name or when you're able to take that one business and create multiple streams of income from it. And so we want people to have, when people are laying down on pillows, they're laying down on a pillow that has your name on it. You know, when they're opening up their fridge, maybe your snacks are in there, you know, so maybe you're creating a shoe or, you know, so we want people to take, that business idea and stretch it, stretch it, stretch it till it screams. Excellent. Now, and that's the thing that I'm actually working on myself is, and you, you make it sound so easy of building your brand. Um, explain to our listening audience, and I just think it gave a little synopsis of it, 
but the importance of building your brand. Like we all know Oscar Mayer, okay, hot dogs, Oscar Mayer hot dogs. They came up with a song, you know, years ago when we were all growing up. That's a brand. And that jingle lives forever. And everyone, well, everyone who grew up then, that jingle will, you know, always live in, in your mind. So explain how important branding is. The brand is everything. You know, the brand is actually what uh, people see and what they experience from you. So the importance of branding is what is it that you want people to feel? What do you want them to experience when they come in contact with something that you've created, whether it's a product or a service? So the brand is when you look around everything that you what you drive, what you eat is all branded or you wouldn't have picked it up. You know, it's a certain way that you position your product or your service so it appeals to your target audience. And so that brand is extremely important. Without the brand, it's it's hard to understand the identity of the vision and the identity of the business. So branding is extremely important, and that's one thing that I had to learn is, Lucinda, what is your signature? What is your brand? What do you want people to know you for? What can they say that you, um, out of all of the gifts and talents that you know how to do, um, how can they put it in words um, and and say what they experience? So Maya Angelou, she says, you know, people may forget what you say to them, but they'll never forget how you Mm -hmm. made them feel. And that's what branding is about. So Lucinda's brand is um, basically the activate mode movement and what you decided to do to create it, make it known, and make it a a household name. Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. You're correct. And so now, and how old is your Activate Movement? So I started my entrepreneurial journey in 2006. That's when I, in terms of being a full-time entrepreneur, I've always had side hustles, um, but Activate truly was birthed in 2012. Okay. Yeah. And then so 2015 would be, I'm not the greatest math person there is, but 2015 will be your third third yep. year of doing Activate. Yep, yep. Under, under the activate name. Yep. Okay. Uh, where do you, how far, you know, because sometimes they say, okay, how far we're going to go with this. How far do you see activate? Where do you see activate in the future? Activate the, the journey, the destination that I want activate to go or where I see it going is, being a part of changing the way media projects women and playing a big part where we are beginning to highlight these women who are doing successful things. And so Activate definitely is going more towards the media side in being a part of creating shows that are encouraging and empowering versus, you know, the entertaining and the ratchetness um, but that's my idea for Activate is to, to become a media 
a vessel for women to be showcased and um, to show that, listen, these are moms who are, are doing it. These are women who are doing it. Hey, here's some men, you know, who are doing some positive things and some great relationships that are working and marriages that are working. And so Activate, um, I definitely see it going in, into having its own network, and I'm starting the process now to just build that platform for that positive outlet so that when we become a network, we have a bunch of uh, powerhouses who are ready to, to for showtime. Okay. Excellent. I do appreciate all of that. Okay. Well, it seems like we don't have too many folks that actually, and it's getting a long night, as we all know. Where we, I want to actually give a shut it on down this evening and um, thank everyone who actually came on and listening. Thanking those who are actually listening. Thanking those who question gave some questions in the um, event page. And I want to ask Michelle if she have any closing comments before we about to close off this evening with this great lady. No, just um, hoping that everyone listening in, because we had quite a few pe- folk listening in today. And so, um, you know, if you all have questions or whatever, you know, there is so many ways to reach Lucinda and definitely think about going to the Activate Conference because you will, you know, get a lot of information just beyond her conference is fabulous. And so, you know, there are so many ways where you can definitely draw from um, her wisdom and what God has given her. So definitely look into that, the conference, look at her page, her um, different sites, and just just learn from this woman. That's all I can say. Excellent. And um you have any closing remarks, Miss um, Cross? I would just say, you know, to that this is time. I believe we're in 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 the open door season, and I think that anything that you desire to go after, um, you can attain. And so I would just say, just go after it, and don't let anything stop you. Don't worry about what you don't have and what you do have, and what anybody else would think. And if it seems the same as someone else, I say, so what? So what? Go after it, activate, and allow God to do what he does best, which is expand you. Excellent. And I do want to thank you for being such a powerful woman, a woman that has, you know, over more than 25,000 active members spanning across our great country. And I thank you for just allowing us, you know, to have this chance to talk to you, let people listen to you. Tell us about your story, a story that, you know, spans from tribulation to triumph. You've triumphed, and you've triumphed over all the obstacles that have come, that you have come across. And, again, I truly appreciate everything that you've done. And <clears throat> i like, again, to thank all those who have been listening this evening. This was a good show because of our phenomenal guest, Lucinda Cross. Thank you guys so much for your support. 
go to my website at www.hezekiahlmontgomery.com and sign my guest book. We're still doing the fundraiser for Rediscovering Kai the Play. Check on the website and hit the GoFundMe link, and it'll take you to the backers page. Please support the play, which will be out. You know, we're still working on tweaking the goal, so we'll be able to put it together. Our goal is to raise $5,000, and please sign and support the cause. As we're closing out, I'll close out with um, it's a new season because we're all in our new season. Um, This is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the mirror.